This hour of the Bill Meyer Show podcast is made possible by Clouser Drilling. Clouser Drilling is proud to sponsor the show. We appreciate them, too. If you need to drill for water, be sure to call Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. ClouserDrilling.com. It's open phones on Conspiracy Theory Thursday, a very dangerous time. Uh, so go ahead and join in. 770-5633-770-KMED. My email, Bill at BillMeyerShow.com. I'm looking at this article that I uh, that I saved. I, I hadn't had a chance to talk about it, but it um, it reminds me of art imitating life. You know how sometimes uh, what ends up uh, being comedy in one era becomes the truth a little bit later on. Anybody remember this um, prison follies? It's the old SNL back in the uh, in the 1970s. You you can still see it online every now and then. But Garrett Morris, they had like a talent show in the uh, in the prison, and this is world famous. This uh, and of course Garrett Morris, uh, you know, black guy, and he's he's probably most famous for this bit than just by anything else he ever did here. to get me a shotgun and kill all the whiteies I see. And, of course, we were laughing about that. I laughed at that when I was a kid in high school. Go like, oh, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like uh, uh, someone telling the truth, the humor of the truth, only quicker, you know, that kind of thing. And I couldn't help but think of that Garrett Morris bit. Going to get me a shotgun and kill all the whiteies I see. As I read this story, emotionally disturbed man who yelled, I want all the white people dead before stabbing two teens slash his fellow inmate at Rikers Island. This is on the East Coast. Man accused of the heinous Grand Central uh, Terminal stabbings Christmas Day has been involved in another violent altercation. Stephen Hutchison, the 36-year-old suspect held on attempted murder, said to have slashed a fellow inmate at Rikers with a ceramic blade. And so, needless to say... um, He's, uh, you know, continuing his, um, well, you know, I, I guess it's all about uh, diversity, equity, and uh, and inclusion. And now I'm going to connect that story. I'm going to get me a shotgun and kill all the whiteies I see or get a, uh, a, a white, I'm going to get my blade and I want all the white people dead, like that guy, uh, you know, said before allegedly committing his his crime. And I, and I do find it interesting how diversity, equity, inclusion, critical race theory, how it gets reported in the mainstream media. It gets reported kind of uncritically in many ways. I'm reading this article in the Daily Courier. I'm a subscriber. I subscribe to the Joe County Eagle, uh, Daily Courier, uh, Rogue Valley Times, and the Oregonian, too, on that matter. Try to uh, keep up on some of the stuff. But, I, you know, Daily Courier is considered mainstream these days, which means left wing, I guess. But uh, Chris Bristol reporting Grants Pass School Board strips racism from policy on discrimination. So this is on Tuesday. Um, the board repealed a 2021 anti-discrimination resolution, replaced it with a new one that removes any overt references to racism. The old equity, diversity, and inclusion resolution adopted in the aftermath of unrest nationwide over the murder of George Floyd. Oh, uh, St. Floyd of Fentanyl, right? 
and um, referenced race and racial discrimination at least 20 times. As school board members, we are committed to actively uh, interrupting systemic racism and eliminating inequities in our education system. In other words, the school district at that time, the school board at that time, was more or less saying, Dear God, we are so bad. We are also very, very bad and racist. That's essentially what the old uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion deal was all about. It's about setting yourself on fire. Now, the new one, cultivating inclusion and individual empowerment, that resolution explicitly repealed the old one in favor of language that emphatically condemns intolerance, group judgmentalism, and discrimination. Okay, that sounds reasonable. The new resolution sponsored by board members Nathan Siebel and Gary Richardson had passed unanimously 7-0. Siebel, part of a group of four new board members who were promoted by the Josephine County Republican Party as parental rights conservatives last May. Their election was part of a broader trend rooted in culture wars, pushing for parental control in schools and against critical race theory. I'm sure at the Daily Courier, they're very upset about that because uh, promoting critical race theory is very good. Here's the problem I had with critical race theory. Critical race theory, DEI, all the rest of it, all it is is thinly veiled anti-white hate. Get down to the brass tacks. Quit ignoring this. I'm tired of being told in the culture, and I don't know if you're a white person, maybe you are too, maybe you're not. You know, If you're not, maybe you think it's just fine. But... I'm tired of being told that my ancestors were evil people. And only my ancestors were evil people. Uh, Up to here with it. Done. And I'm tired of kids in school being told that their ancestors were evil people. And that you must atone for the evilness of all your ancestors. And everything about Western civilization. Bad, bad, bad. Bad, bad, bad. You know, being told by, uh, by people who do nothing productive in their life other than spreading divisiveness and hate. That's the problem with critical race theory and DEI. It's thinly veiled anti-white everything. Everything about being white is evil. It's the one race that you're allowed to discriminate against openly right now under DEI. EIS, or what is the other one? Um, you know, the, um, and, they, and they talk about it openly. They talk about it openly. We're going to hire people at uh, Boeing and United Airlines and everybody else. It has nothing to do about your abilities. It's about being diverse. In other words, we will openly discriminate against and get rid of people who just have the wrong color. That's what it means. <sighs> Yeah, critical race theory. In other words, critical of the right of the white race is all it means. The way that we're going to finally start getting along here is to stop talking about race for crying out loud. And what has even irritated me more is how everybody else is allowed to have a, a racial identity, except for some reason whitey. Whitey just has to sit and take it. That's not fair. Look what they have. They have, uh, you know, Congressional Black Caucus. Could you imagine the outrage if there was a Congressional White Caucus? Now, I'm not advocating for a Congressional White Caucus. 
Everybody else is supposed to be able to have a, a racial. Uh, everyone else is supposed to be you know, all the whiteies, all the whiteies that uh, Garrett was joking about. And by the way, is a great bit. Go get me a shotgun, kill all the whiteies I see. <laughs> you know, those people he's going after, they need to be deracinated. I guess is that the term that is uh, supposed to you? You just just bad. I'm just done. I'm just done. And by the way, congratulations to the uh, Grants Pass School Board for actually restoring some kind of neutrality to this. How much is anti-discrimination? Let's not go after people because of the color of their skin or ticking the boxes. I'm okay. That's fine. That's reasonable. But what they had there before was, dear God, all we white people here in Jackson and Josephine County are so bad, so very, very bad. We are just inherently evil. Our ancestors were evil. Everything that has been accomplished in Western civilization is also evil. And hence, we must give over power to people who know nothing. All right. Enough said. 22 minutes after 7. Going to get me? That's very catchy. It's going to stick in my head all day now. Going to get me a shotgun, kill all the whiteys I see. <laughs> all right. Hi, KBD, KCMD. It's Conspiracy Theory Thursday. Who's this? Yeah, Bill. It's Lucretia. Lucretia. Oh, wait a minute. I should have known that you were calling. Here. You're one of the few listeners that has the theme. There we go. Help me out here. What are you thinking? Let's do it today. All right. <laughs> Make this sunshine. Well, we won't talk about the incredible lie of our history and who was before us here, you know, before Columbus and all that. I want to know, do you have any 45 bullets? Do I have any 45 caliber bullets? Yeah. I do. Yes. Oh, good. We're going to use them for good. Why? Okay. I want to talk about Raymond Grace, and I want to talk about Catherine. She says, this, what's happening, we have to go into prayer. Prayer is powerful, and you know how prayer works. We, you've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. People have actually prayed, and, and just amazing things happen that they didn't expect to happen. People live, you know, that have been hurt and all that, right? Prayer is very powerful. It can be yeah. very powerful, especially, you know, properly done, and, you know, it's, it's a powerful energy, indeed. statement if you see a man in other words a human a person as uh, he could be that's interesting yeah that's an int- that's that's a very interesting statement and where was the um where was the focus or where was the conclusion of this uh, gentleman's point of view i, I find it interesting what, mm-hmm. what he uses his name is raymond r-a-y-m-o-n grace g-r-a-c-e okay he in, uh, i think west virginia um, or Kentucky, I forget. Um, but he, he uh, and he teaches this too, but um, he literally changes over, you know, like 
bus drivers, people think, oh, God, the children these days, they're just driving me crazy. I'm just so, you know, it's its so sad. They're so mean and cruel and, and all this. And, and he douses and he sees the, you know, he sees that maybe there's satanic energy going on there or just a lot of key feelings. Well, I, I'm just glad to hear someone talk about uh, satanic energy because I know that uh, many people, all the scientism type people, act as if, uh, you know, Satan doesn't exist or, you know, satanic influence doesn't exist. Yeah. You know? Right. He, he clears it up. Now, he even cleared up a, a, a lake, like Perth, Australia. Two million people drink this water and it tasted bad. All right. Now, I, I don't want to, now, I, I have limited time, all right, but I just, but it's interesting what you brought up. In, in other words, what you're saying is that you're almost talking about praying for the potential of Everything the good potential. The right. Being honest. And and that we win these these other elections that to get the right people in and stop you know all these different bad things that are happening, but we need to work together to literally you take your forty five you put it on a chain and he douses okay uh-huh. so I take a forty five bullet and I use it as a dousing uh, tool okay yeah, all right literally or, or hmm. you know you can pray but he uses this as that now he changed it this, this frequent this water had like. 43,000 or something arsenic. I mean, it was in anything over 10. Okay, all right. Now, see, you're, you're starting to go astray, astray here. And so, you know, you, you know, I love you, Lucretia, but you are like the sparking downed power line of talk radio, okay? So you're sparking around a little bit. So tell people where they can find out more about this interesting individual, and I will let them explore that. How about that? Okay? Go to Raymond Grace, and um, um, I think it's Raymond, Raymond Grace US, uh, dot US. Uh-huh. His, I just look up Raymond, but it's not R O. It's R A Y M O N. Grace. Now, I would be. Uh, I find that interesting. Which talking about uh, praying for or visualizing the potential of this person, rather than oh my gosh, you know how bad they are. We've uh, got to do it before the election. We've all got to work together. We've got to put our energy and just we're going to see it as turning out how we need it to turn out, so that we have, you know. Rather than us set back uh, thinking uh, cynically about it or just imagining, well, my my vote doesn't count either, okay? I appreciate the call. Thank you for that. Let me go. It's more Conspiracy Theory Thursday calls. Hi, this is Bill. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, Ron Grant's Pass. Hi, Ron. What are you thinking today? Um, I'm sick and tired of this white and black balkanization attempt by communists and others to try to tear our nation apart. If you took any kind of uh, uh, art course, you would know that white and black are two separate uh, entities. And if you mix them together, they become some uh, mixture, not white and not black. So what we're being castrated with is these definitions that try to tear us apart. Now, if you went to 23andMe, which I don't uh, suggest, you would find your history probably with Mongols and other things in other races in the past who have overrun nations that your ancestors came from. And so this business of calling somebody white and black is crazy. Uh, Caucasian, Negroid, uh, and um, Asian, those are the usual scientific definitions, and that's what we should stick to and get away from this balkanizing crap. All right. Appreciate the call. Thank you for calling, Juan. Uh, Ron. rather. Line three, good morning. Hi, KMED, KCMD. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Ah, Gene. Hello, Gene. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, but... Um... I'll make a, a couple points today. Okay. Yes, 
yesterday. What I hey, was... hey, could you bang your phone a little bit? It's it's buzzing or hissing. Hit your phone. Okay, is that better? Nah, it's not. Okay, well, make your point quick, and we'll try to live through uh, through the noise. Okay. Okay, just a minute, and I'll try something else. I'll tell you what. Hang up. Call me back. And then uh, we'll, we'll try again. It could be just a different line needed, okay? All right. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable Internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Did you pick up a few more leaves and debris than you would have liked this fall? Hi, this is Jeff with Quality Tree Service. Winter is the perfect time to prune your trees, and it's also when we offer our best rates of the year. Plus, with a proper pruning, you'll notice a reduction of leaves and debris falling on your roof and property next fall. Call us for a no-obligation quote. Along with our winter rates, we offer senior and military discounts. Call Quality Tree Service or visit us at qualitytreeservicemedford.com. One of each sold in 224482, MSRP 21615, 3502, sportage VIN 69157, MSRP 3390, 4399 due, 10K miles per year, zero security deposit, all incentives and discounts to dealer, plus tax, title license, 150 registration, processing fee, trading in a vehicle will not eliminate your debt, negative equity applied to new loan balance, ends 13124. With brand new Kias starting at $159 a month, it's time to get more in 24 at Kia Medford. More savings, more selection, more for your trade. Rush in now. Get a new 2024 Kia Soul LX Automatic, just one. 59 a month lease for a new 2024 Kia Sportage LX all-wheel drive. Only $199 a month lease, both for 24 months. Ready to get out of your current lease or loan? Once we make a deal, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. Need credit? Go to KiaMedford.com to get pre-approved in less than 30 seconds with no effect on your credit score. Get more in 24 with Souls $159 a month. Sportages $199 a month at Kia Medford. Click KiaMedford.com. Hi, this is Ken, Community Relations Director at Prestige Senior Living Arbor Place. If you or an aging loved one has a New Year's resolution to eat healthier, Prestige Senior Living Arbor Place is hosting a free webinar on nutrition for older adults. It'll take place on Thursday, January 25th at 2 p.m. and featured licensed dietitian Alexandria Hardy. Learn how dietary needs change with age and how to put nutritional changes into practice for a healthy lifestyle. To sign up, visit PrestigeCanHelp.com. Again, that's PrestigeCanHelp.com. See you soon. Retired or retiring soon, how much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one, find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD, and this is The Bill Myers Show. I've made it clear I am definitely not a fan of uh, Nikki Haley, all right, running for president. Not a fan whatsoever. In fact, I, I, I would crawl over glass to vote against her, you know, one way or the other. That being said, how long do you think it's going to be before she's called a white supremacist? 
<laughs> you know, that's kind of what I was wondering the other day. You know, every time there's uh, anybody in the Republican Party that, that gets tagged with that. Because I remember Tim Scott got tagged with that. Remember Senator Tim Scott, which, of course, is like, it's, well, like Larry Elder, too. You know, same sort of thing. Larry Elder. That's why I'm done. I, I'm just done with all the, uh, you know, the racial division being fostered. I think we fixed uh, Grumpy Gene's phone line there. Hey, Gene, you wanted to make a couple of points. Go right ahead. Okay, yesterday what I forgot is maybe the Republicans need to grow a backbone. That is missing and has been missing in many party members for a lot of years. Okay, you're right. I think if there's a genetic problem, it's been gone. Yeah. But uh, what I really called about is if uh, people would actually have paid attention There is a black guy who went to Africa. The black chiefs had an auction house for slaves. Yeah. They sold black, Caucasian, and brown. They would take and attack an enemy, and then all the prisoners, male prisoners, of course, Mm -hmm. went to the auction house. And if the chief or the head of a family, which, of course, was male, needed a little money, they just grab a woman and sell her. Mm-hmm. So maybe they ought to, instead of Obama being racist, they should have looked at the point of who was actually guilty. Well, the thing is that there, there, was a lot, there was a lot of guilt involved in there. I mean, the slave trade didn't just come out of a vacuum there. And yeah, you, you had uh, African tribes that were willing, you know, would... Uh, rape, pillage, and then uh, take over and, and kill their enemies. And if they weren't going to kill their enemies, they'd enslave their enemies. And it's something which had been done for a long, long time. Yeah, it's nothing new. And it's a, a sordid past of the United States uh, and the rest of the world, too, for that matter. Okay. But it started in Africa. Mm-hmm. And as such, these people that are wanting to divide the races should look at will really where it started well it didn't start in africa though i mean i think it started with the human condition Uh, history you know you go back thousands upon thousands of years it's something that was uncommon or that was you know relatively common in in more brutal times and in a more civilized time uh you know now we just get enslaved in different ways okay now we're now we're it just also in goes to Egypt. Yeah, well, now we're just so. in See, now we're slaves to uh, to the system instead, and that's how they uh, they keep us quiet, right? You know, keep us quiet, keep you enslaved into the system and uh, otherwise we cancel you. But I appreciate your call. Thank you, Gene. Let me do a break. We'll talk about more presidential politics here in just a moment and uh, hopefully not getting into uh, any more slavery. It's uh, 736. Stephen Westfall Roofing, Inc., Southern Oregon's roofing experts, want to serve you. This family-owned and operated team of experts would love to help you feel safe with a long-lasting roof over your head. From estimate to install, you'll be amazed with the workmanship this team provides. New construction, re-roofing, tile, metal, composition, skylights, and tunnels. Westfall makes it happen. Stephen Westfall Roofing, Inc. gets it done. No more leaking, no more squeaking. Safe and secure. That's the Westfall way. Call today, CCB number 230804. Retired or retiring soon? How much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one. 
Find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. KMED, KCMD News, sponsored by Millette Construction, specializing in foundation repair and replacement. Get on solid ground by visiting MilletConstruction.com. Good morning. I'm Marcus Villa with your NBC5 morning news update. The Grants Pass School District is working to add more protections for educators in the district. School board members voted unanimously to approve a new inclusion resolution last night. Resolution 2324-2 replaces the old equity, diversity, and inclusion resolution passed by the district in 2021. Board members say the resolution places a larger emphasis on protecting educators involving the family in a student's education and rejecting group judgmentalism. In 2021, former Grants Pass School District educators Rachel Damiano and Katie Medart were fired for using district equipment for a personal project. Both were later reinstated, leading to a large walkout of Grants Pass High School students in protest. Medart still works for the school district. The school board says the new resolution goes into effect immediately. It's only January, but one of the things Medford is always looking forward to is the annual Pear Blossom Festival, and now the festival is looking for artists. The Rogue Valley Y is on the hunt for a local community member to design the 2024 Pear Blossom Run t-shirt. The design needs to be in by February 1st, which is coming up fast. You can head to rvymca.org to learn more and check out previous year's designs. The Pear Blossom Run takes place April 13th. For local news anytime, you can enter our website or our Facebook page, KBI-TV, NBC5. And for NBC5 News, I'm Marcus Villa. Have a great day. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros and Full Service Auto Repair. Hi, it's Jolene at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and your ability to navigate wet, slick roads. And if you need new tires, Phoenix Auto Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Continental, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix. Millet Construction has been a general contractor for 40 years. For the last 20 years, they've specialized in foundation repair and replacement. If you have sloping floors, cracks in walls, and windows and doors that are hard to open, you have a foundation problem that's only getting worse. At Millet Construction, they not only fix your foundation and level your house, they solve the water problem that's causing the damage. Get on solid ground. Call Millette Construction for a free estimate. Visit MilletConstruction.com. CCB number 32787. Hi, this is Lisa, the Hughes Lumber Girl, and I'm on 106.7 KMED. How could this be? I, I just saw on the Fox crawl that Mark Zuckerberg is growing cattle in Hawaii. How could he be doing that while Facebook at the same time is saying, don't eat meat, carbon? Oh, it must be one of those things like uh, with uh, Klaus Schwab, right? Klaus Schwab. Is that uh, you eat the bugs, viva eat the meat. I think, I think, maybe that's what's going on. Uh, David, you've been hanging on here, and uh, you're thinking that we've had 100 years or so since we've had slavery, and it's time to bring back some. You're thinking. Other than the fact that we're enslaved to the fraudulent money system and the uh, and the dollar and the Fed governor and everything. But anyway, go ahead. Let's hear what you're saying. Well, right. 
been a long time since we haven't had slaves and uh, maybe the longest time in any one period of history. And, you know, subsequently or consequently, maybe there's a huge section of our population that's not having a great time between addiction and the economy and uh, just their own lack of ability to interface with the American dream. And so, you know, uh, I mean, I'm just saying maybe we ought to go look down the greenway and see if anybody down there wants to be a indentured servant in the economy and see if we could maybe bring it back as a as a uh, as a form of uh, almost employment. Oh, okay. Indentured servitude and then um okay, and what you get uh, your daily dose of fentanyl and maybe well, uh no, I mean these people might want someone else to manage their affairs. They they, don't, oh. they can't take care of their needs, right? And if you look back in history, I mean of course we only associate Slavery was, you know, the racial aspect and the cruelty, which, of course, it could be cruel in some forms. All right. But um, historically, there's it's almost like a caste system. In India, the caste system is tantamount to slavery right now almost in some places. So I'm just saying we're the only place that doesn't really have slavery in, you know, Western civilization. And we also have a just, a, you know, certain section of the population that can't handle their own affairs. In, so, in, other, words, in other words, don't kill the messenger. This is just what, what's running through your head right now. With I, the, I might be, yeah, I might be pro-slavery. I didn't know it, but uh, I might be. Okay. You are uh, brilliantly crazy, but I appreciate the call, David. Okay? Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks, David. Yeah. Now, Drew Allen joins me right now. Drew, that's going to be a tough act to follow. I love David. David is a good guy. It just thinking yeah. out, thinking outside the box, though. I got to say, thinking outside the box. I like I can't really say that. You know, in the um, with the decline of America that's been going on for uh, for a few years here, I never really thought about that. Maybe we just sort of bring back an indentured servitude of sorts. Hmm. All right. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to take care of people, you might as well get something in return. I guess is his point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, at least uh, and when it used to be. You know, empire, when we had empires, you know, back in the old days, empires usually made a profit off of their empire. United States, we end up sending money to people, you know, that uh, are part of the empire, so to speak. So it, it, it's not profitable. All right. Uh, I want to dig into something you've been talking about here. Drew Thomas Allen is an interesting guy. Now, you work for Publius, and uh, many guests that I have on my show, I ended up booking through you and your firm. And I always, uh, you know, appreciate who you're able to uh, bring to it. And you have written a book. I wanted to talk about this briefly here. It's America's Last Stand. Will you vote to save or destroy America in 2024? There's a part of me here. Talk me off the ledge, Drew. And I'm thinking, is what's hurting us right now solvable at the ballot box? I'm not convinced totally that uh, that saving America is really on the ballot. Give me your thought this morning, this morning, please. Yeah, yeah. It's not solvable just at the ballot box. I mean, ultimately, uh, you know, we're a constitutional republic. So in theory, uh, our government will reflect uh, the will of the people. Mm -hmm. And so if we lose our morality, if we lose our way, our representatives are going to reflect that in some capacity. Um, But but hold on just a second. Is Nikki Haley, as an example, and I've expressed my distaste for her, okay, because I look at her as a bloodthirsty, uh, neoconservative, uh, warmonger type that's in the thrall of the military-industrial complex. And so I look at her, and I'm saying, is she a reflection of the American people? Maybe it, maybe she is. I don't know. Yeah, yes, but only in this sense. The problem in America is that the American people have been uh, – the, the, the double-edged sword of our prosperity is that we're lazy. 
So a constitutional <sighs> republic functions, as George Washington said in his farewell address, I mean, it depends upon an enlightened citizenry. Now, the media uh, obviously contributes to keeping people in the dark. There are many reasons for this. But at the end of the day, it's our fault because we allow people like Mitch McConnell to choose our candidates and we just go and vote for them. Uh, that's the only time we participate in our republic. And so we don't view this country as we should, which is like ours. It's ours, not the politicians. And so I've got a nine-month-old daughter, and I have a responsibility, whether I like it or whether I feel like it sometimes, uh, you know, to do everything I can. My life is about my daughter. That's it. And so we have a responsibility as Americans to actually be involved in this republic, not just to go and vote every two years or four years or whatever it is. And that's the fundamental problem. We're not educated. We're not informed. Even people on our side don't really understand uh, the founding of the country. They don't understand the Constitution. And this is where we are failing. But 2024, we've never been closer to the precipice of having no uh, way back out of this tyranny that is, is being put upon us right now. And my point is, if we do not reelect Trump in 2024, uh, we cannot begin the process of saving the country. It's going to take a lifetime. It's going to take everybody. Now, why do you think that it is uniquely Trump? Now, I'm, you know, I'm happy to vote for Trump. I would be happy. But what makes him unique here? Because what has concerned me on one hand is that uh, people feel uh, a very strong attachment to President Trump. And they talk about, uh, and, and yet the thing is, though, why is he then uniquely poised in your opinion here, Drew? Go ahead. Well, he's uniquely poised because he has been the object of the tyrant's hatred. So beginning in 2016 with the Trump-Russia collusion coup uh, going on to quid pro quo, mm -hmm. uh, he has represented a threat, a unique threat to their hold on power. Uh, the establishment, not just Democrats, but people who are politicians who want to hang on to what they have created for themselves at our expense. And what makes this very unique is the uh, intention – by the Democrats this time in the Biden administration to interfere in the elections for the third time, but to take the additional unprecedented step of falsely, unlawfully prosecuting and trying to jail the leading political opponent. Right. This cannot be allowed to stand. This has never happened in American history. If this is allowed to persist and we allow the Democrats to convince us to abandon him, we're also abandoning ourselves and our republic because such behavior must be uh, fought back. Uh, pushed back on, and it has to be dealt with very decisively. Otherwise, uh, we're going to lose the country at some point anyway. I will uh, concede that point there, Drew. And I find it interesting when you talked about it. you have to do more than vote, although voting is just the minimum. I've been talking about this for many, many years here in uh, southwest Oregon. And you, well, at least I'm amazed sometimes how often I will talk to uh, to fellow Republicans or in, even independents that that lean right, you know, that kind of thing. I'm a man of the right. I make no bones about this. And then I find out that um, they really do nothing other than vote. And so many people will decry, gosh, why don't we have better people who are, uh, you know, running for some of these offices? I mean, why are we always just kind of getting the, you know, you know the warmed over uh, establishment types there. And I said, well, do you write checks and things like that? It was, well, no, no, I never, you know, people never donate. Okay. Well, do you ever go down, uh, to, uh, to, you know, get involved politically? Do you actually do calls? Do you actually go out there and walk and help, uh, candidates? And they'll say no. 
And this is kind of indicative of your uh, laziness that you were just talking about a moment ago, isn't it? It, it is. Um, you can't be neutral. You can't uh, be asleep at the wheel. You can't be on autopilot uh, if you want to retain any republic. I mean, this is the greatest nation ever created. It's still the greatest nation in the history of mankind. Um, but it's inevitable that you approach a moment like this in, in any country's history where the American people, uh, the citizenry, has had their power Essentially, well, we gave it away to politicians. So to your point, you know, to bring back up Mitch McConnell again, because people are pretty familiar at this point with mm -hmm. the fact that he's, he used to be kind of a kingmaker. Well, where were the American people and the citizenry saying, I'm going to uplift this candidate? We've given all of our power over to the political class. And that was never supposed to happen in this country, of course. The founding fathers had a feeling that something like this could happen down the road. Certainly, they did their best to insulate us. Uh, but they also knew human nature. And, you know, well, while the Constitution is not self-defending, right? That's just exactly it's a document. And if what, what's to stop? Uh, the, I mean, at this point, there's no accountability for those. Look, what's happening at the border is treason. Uh, I use that word specifically. You can mm -hmm. think about what the crimes are for that and everything else. But Joe Biden, Mayorkas, the people that are involved in facilitating the illegal invasion of this country for political gain, that is treason. That's a violation of their oath of office, uh, and they are doing great harm to this country. But we as Americans don't have the Constitution to talk about things in such severe terms. The FBI can go in, uh, you know, near Salt Lake City, I think it was in Provo or whatever, and they can gun down a disabled veteran uh, in an early morning raid and not even tell us what his crime was. Uh, and, 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 and there's, there's no punishment for that. There's no accountability. Chris Ray can lead a spy operation, which is the FBI to take away our Liberty and protect the establishment in this country. They don't exist to protect the American people. They're like an HR department. They, they protect the company. And in this case, they protect, uh, you know, the government and the establishment and the politician. So, so essentially we do the, the American government as currently constituted drew is essentially a mob operation with guns, right? Yes. Yes, yes. And, of course, uh, we currently still have a Second Amendment right, and make no bones about it, uh, do not doubt uh, that the reason we have that is, is for this very, very, you know, uh, design uh, to, to basically prevent those kinds of tyrants from, from making the ultimate move to enslave a nation. I mean, uh, you know, we just, we've just lived kind of fat and happy for a long time, and we've forgotten— what it took and what was sacrificed to actually give us this, and then what it takes on our part to, to keep it. Remember, Benjamin Franklin, uh, in 1787, I think it was, he walked out of the Convention of States. He had just given this rousing speech trying to convince three delegates to sign on to the Constitution. And the American people had endured a long, bloody battle that they should never have won against Great Britain. And the, the citizenry was just breathless in anticipation about what the result was going to be. Remember, they were, they were, they were creating a government knowing that government was evil. And uh, Benjamin Franklin famously walked out of the convention. He was 81 years old. Yeah. And uh, Elizabeth uh, was the name of the woman. She asked him, you know, doctor, so what do we have, a republic or a monarchy? And he said to her, a republic, if you can keep it. He didn't say if the government can keep it. He didn't say if the president can keep it. He didn't say if we can keep it. He said if you can keep it, Elizabeth. And people should remember that. It's our duty to maintain it. It's, it, it's ours to keep, not the government's to protect, not the government's to keep for us. It's ours. 
Drew Thomas Allen, author of America's Last Stand, Will You Vote to Save or Destroy America in 2024? So you're uh, you're going in all on uh, on President Trump this year as and is it because only he can do it or is that he is just that unique of a character? You, you I just want to make sure you mentioned this uh, earlier because he's the one that's been under attack so much. And I agree with yeah. you. Man. Well, look, remember, uh, I'm a conservative, which means I'm a pragmatist. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. I'm not going to fight that. Uh, there's no reason to. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and by the way, even our congressman, uh, Congressman Bentz, ended up uh, endorsing him yesterday. So you know, that is one of the – he's just saying, hey, you've got to line up at this point. Well, yes. Look, th- we're wasting time with these superficial debates, in my opinion, because the Democrats can't defend Marxism and socialism because it leads to poverty and misery. And so all they have is they're going to attack uh, and smear Donald Trump and other Republicans. So what we need to be doing is uh, reminding people that they've lived under Trump and they've lived under Biden. Were you better off under Biden or Trump? It's really that simple in so many ways. And we have to be on message every day, reminding people how bad things are today and how good they were before. And we also need to spend our time making sure that our candidate, our eventual nominee, Donald Trump, does what we want him to. Uh, He's not perfect. No, no candidate's perfect. Yeah, I'm hoping that he's learned his lesson about uh, some aspects of it. Uh, frankly, he hired poorly in the first administration in, in quite a few positions. Would you agree? Well, 100 percent. The only thing I'll add to this, because it's something that frustrates me, yes, that was a flaw. You have to remember, too, he didn't come from government. He had to rely on other people to tell him who, who should be around him. But mm-hmm. here's an example that I don't like. Christopher Wray is obviously a horrendous appointment as the head of the FBI. That was Trump's appointment. But, you know, the Senate basically unanimously voted for him. And at the time, DeSantis said that Christopher Wray was wonderful, tremendous American. Uh, You had Chris Christie, of course, say that Christopher Wray was amazing. He's a great choice. So all of them supported it. So my point is some of these things that we want to attack Trump for and make him the scapegoat for, everyone believed just like Trump. So my point is, you know, the deep state that we talk about, a lot of this – We can thank him because it was his presidency that brought them out of the woodwork and alerted us to what exists. So, yes, there are other other personnel things that he needs to be more careful about. I think that he has done that. But to try and blame him exclusively, I mean, the worst personnel choice, one of the worst in American history was Abraham Lincoln. After his first term, he ditched his vice president and he went with Andrew uh, uh, Jackson. So uh, uh, Johnson um, Johnson. And and, and, and that set us back in terms of, uh, you know. To bring back slavery, you know, uh, to, to come full circle, you know, it set us back because – but he, he appointed – he made a Democrat his vice president the second time because he was trying to heal the nation. But he got assassinated, and it left us with somebody who was horrendous. All right. All right. Um, did you watch the debates last night? I did not. I uh, was way too busy having to do some other things. I haven't watched many of these uh, debates. They've been pretty pointless, I thought. Did you watch it by chance? Well, I watched enough of, of at least uh, Trump's uh, town hall and the debates between Nikki Haley and DeSantis. Yeah, I watched, I watched some of it. Mm-hmm. All right. What role do you think Ron DeSantis will play in presidential politics in the future? Because he's not going in this time. But yet I think of him as one of the most successful governors that this nation has had you know, for quite some time. And I'm sort of astounded at, uh, you know, if it, had, if it was not Trump, I was actually a DeSantis guy. If it was not going to be Trump, for whatever reason, I always looked at him as kind of the uh, the backup. 
But uh, why do you suppose there's been so much of this? Uh, you know, you can't even uh, tie a pork chop around Ron DeSantis's uh, neck to get the family dog to play with him politically. Why, why, where is he going wrong on this? Do you have a take on that? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, Ron DeSantis, um, you know, he obviously was elected to his second term as governor in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, great success there. And and he has the right enemies, and I think he did a lot of culture war stuff there, which I think needed to be done in Florida. And I, I was actually happy with that. But anyway, please. Well, well, look. Let me say this: none of none of these people running against him. It wouldn't matter who ran. Nobody had a chance of defeating Trump, given the situation in America right now, yeah. and Trump's personality and the loyalty of MAGA. Because you, you know it's a plurality game. So you're I would not agree. Pull enough MAGA supporters away. See, DeSantis falsely believed, I think, and I don't know who convinced him to run right now because he could have waited. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Um, you know, what he had going for him was he was kind of Trump nice. Like, look, I, Vivek Ramaswamy, I don't attack as much because uh, I am on the Team America first and what's best for the country. And Vivek has been the greatest advocate, whether you think he's fraudulent or not. He's been the greatest spokesperson for conservatism in many ways and bringing people over to our side, in my opinion. Um, and DeSantis... You know, in the beginning, he was on to something. Um, he was kind of uh, 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 letting it roll off his back when Trump attacked him. People didn't like it when Trump was calling him desanctimonious. Yeah, and I, and I didn't either. But the thing is, though, is that Ron DeSantis has no charm. He's absolutely no charm, right? He, no, he, no, no, he's not. Yeah. You, well, you saw that last night. But my point is, Trump, uh, DeSantis never would have gotten the nomination, but he's attacked MAGA. And MAGA, he, see, MAGA didn't support uh, DeSantis. MAGA supported Trump. And he happened to be the beneficiary of that support, which has helped him tremendously. Got He's it. not even as popular as Trump in Florida now. So he made a miscalculation. And then when he decided to lie and smear and whatever else, Trump, I mean, I get it, the blood sport, but he's gone a little far, uh, you know, blaming Trump for the wall. I mean, DeSantis's flaw is that he, because he wants to defeat Trump so badly and there's so much bad blood between them, he's not allowed himself to recognize the most significant threat that we face as a nation because it benefits Trump. And that's the lawless persecution. Okay. You know, his, you know, so it actually he'd fare better if just defend Trump. We'd say, oh, okay, I like DeSantis, but you know, he, he, he's, he has terrible people around him. Yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, as some people would say, well, DeSantis is a rhino. Uh, and it's like, no, I can't say that either. I, I, I didn't think that was no. an appropriate uh, characterization. But uh, what about Nikki Haley? Like I said, I, I I just have a visceral dislike of her. So maybe I'm irrational. Am I being irrational? No, the New York Times has endorsed Nikki Haley. So what do you think? What do you want to make of that? I mean, Nikki Haley is like Mitt Romney and other establishment Republicans before her. Of course, the left would love to nominate Nikki Haley because they can beat the the heck out of her in an election. She'll never win. Um, so no, she's 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 bought and paid for by all these people. I mean, she's no different than what we're seeing in the House of Representatives right now, with us not capable of doing anything, uh, because most of these people, unfortunately, uh, are corrupt. And she's no different. And she's no not conservative at all. And even pragmatically, you can say that Trump may not be quote unquote conservative, but at the end of the day, his decisions are based on pragmatism, and ultimately, most of his choices are conservative. That's what was so surprising yeah. about his presidency. So, no, Nikki Haley's terrible, terrible, terrible. Well, and what bothered me most about her is when she first started that whole thing about, uh, you know, kissing the behind of the uh, of the of the 
of the BLM movement and the critical race theory with the flag issue there over the state capitol. It's like that was like the beginning of the end. It's like, wait a minute. You're not you're not fighting for truth here. You're just going to uh, respond to them. Just saying. Oh, that, that's why that's why I like Trump, too, because we know how he responds to this and he doesn't cave. Um, I mean, he pushes back on, on the media. Uh, people want to put to take 2020 and COVID and all that stuff and and change his character and so on and so forth. Obviously, COVID was a big mistake. That's a you know two hour conversation. Yeah, I still think that's going to be I, you know, I, I have to tell you, though, Drew, where I might disagree with you, I think in the fall election. Uh, 2020, uh, the 2020 COVID situation may uh, be a little bit of an albatross with him still. We'll see how he handles that. Okay. We'll see. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you compare him to what the Democrats did, and it's a, it's a no-brainer for us, though, you know. It's, it's, but I, I got you. And on that, I agree. Drew Thomas Allen, author of America's Last Stand, will you vote to save or destroy America in uh, 2024? I'm hoping to press the Save America. Okay, I'm going to press that button. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah, 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 let's all push it. Yeah, and where do you get a copy of it, Drew? Tell us about it, please. Uh, yeah, sure. Amazon's the best place to get it easy. You can get it at Barnes & Noble as well. Uh, through their website, you can order it. Uh, but yeah, Amazon, it's available audiobook. I narrate it myself. Um, if you love my voice this morning, fantastic. If not, uh, you can read it paperback, Kindle. <laughs> All right. Hey, Drew, thanks for the call. We appreciate your take on it. Appreciate you hey, thank- joining the fray. Thanks, and and by the way, how far away do you yeah. live from Nancy Pelosi? I, I had to make sure to mention uh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm 10 minutes uh, uh, in the Napa Valley. You know, she's got many houses, but one of them's down the street from me. Uh, people don't really like her here, to be honest. They don't, huh? Well, they kept uh, voting no, she's for a monster. Her, she's a monster. All right. She, she, you know, she comes from a mob family. You know, uh, what do you expect? All right. Thanks, Drew. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Drew Thomas Allen, America's Last Stand. 802 KMED, KMED, HD1, Eagle Point, Medford, KCMD, Grants Pass. Translator K294AS Ashland.